Hello everyone, my name is Lee Nichols and I'm the Editor-in-Chief and Associate Publisher of Hydrocarbon Processing and Gas Processing in LNG Magazines. I'd like to welcome you to Hydrocarbon Processing's podcast, The Main Column. Today we're looking at HP Heat Transfer, Designing Electric Process Heater Systems for Catalytic Regeneration by Patrick Bartle, Valen Corporation, San Antonio, Texas. Achieving effective catalyst regeneration requires a process that produces a very high level of heat in a very efficient manner. Over the years, several different approaches have been taken to create this required heat. Traditional steam has been a popular choice as heat heated transfer media. However, these methods have limitations. As a better alternative, electric heaters have long been an ideal heat source in the regeneration of catalysts within processes. Whether the application concerns refining, ethylene, propylene, olefins, or any of the air separation industries, achieving catalyst regeneration using electric heaters is ultimately preferred. They can produce high heat levels, well over 500 degrees Celsius, in a more efficient manner than the alternatives. However, that's not to say that proper design and implementation are not critical for catalyst regeneration with electric process heaters. In fact, they are essential. First and foremost, there are multiple uses for electric heaters in catalytic regeneration processes across the aforementioned industries. For example, electric process heaters are utilized in the reforming of naphtha to produce gasoline or olefins, in the chlorination process, and in the superheating to remove hydrocarbons and contaminants from catalyst material. Furthermore, electric heaters are used in superheating to attain a specific reaction temperature, as well as in molecular sieve systems designed to assist in the separation of specific gases from air. These heaters can utilize several media to include air, methane, or nitrogen in the renewal of catalytic efficiency. In every case, the heaters are critical as they are required to provide optimal performance in any given reaction. Designing these units to work most effectively is very important to both an operation and the bottom line. One of the more underappreciated parts of this application is the need for proper design. An effective design generally requires a variety of expertise. The most optimal design for a heater and a control system in a catalytic regeneration application requires specific design principles. As the electric heater industry is quite mature, there was little change or evolution for a long stretch of time. However, more modern innovations have provided improvements to both performance and system longevity. This makes it even more important to elicit the help of an experienced electric process heat engineer to assist in the design of a new system or the upgrade of an existing operation. This will ensure that no stone is left unturned in optimizing the process. One of the most important factors to take into consideration is the optimal heat transfer and the effectiveness of any electric heater while it is running. For example, traditional designs for gas heating would generally have a heating element always running at 23 watts per inch squared. This common watt density, also referred to as heat flux, has worked for nearly 100 years. However, this design standard is not always the most optimal. Consideration must be given to the actual temperature of the resistance wire that creates this heat. Why? Because the flow of the product across these elements is what takes the heat away. Through modern heat transfer modeling, it can be determined that a smaller diameter element, higher watt density, smaller chamber, and increased velocity all lead to a cooler running, smaller unit. The next vital design consideration is determining where the control systems of these heaters are ultimately located. Historically, engineers and designers will specify that the control panel for these regeneration heaters are located locally. Usually, this location is at the side of the heater and out in the plant in a hazardous area. To mount a heater control panel locally, 
Additional hardware must be used, such as a Zeech purge and a hazardous rated air conditioner. It is often difficult for suppliers to separate out the equipment and still provide the scope of what the engineer requires. However, for the end user at the plant, having a control panel in the MCC is much easier to maintain. Furthermore, with this approach, less equipment is required. Considering modern operations with an air-conditioned motor control center in such close proximity, there is no real reason that the control panel needs to be out in the plant next to the heater. Finally, both plant interface and the communication with process PLC or DCS systems is an important design consideration. A DCS type system is found in most operations. Within a process globally, every piece of equipment is monitored or run with the permission and oversight of this system. In the case of a region process performed by an electric heater, it is easy for that DCS to actually perform the control function of the region heater directly. Alternatively, adding a local control device can com complicate matters unnecessarily. By doing this, it simply adds one more point of possible equipment failure. As global demand for fuel and plastics continues to grow, electric process heaters will be added to processes around the world. The benefits of utilizing these heaters far outweigh the alternatives available. However, as electric heaters and their control systems continue to evolve through necessity and innovation, special attention should be given to the design of the process.